discussed. And there's some things.
Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul, Center of Light. My name is Deb Kersey, and I'm a licensed practitioner and founding member at Heart and Soul. And I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we are taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within in order that it may be our guide during this time of change. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is a safe and sacred space. So, if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has transpired up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep, conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment to notice the path that your breath takes through your body. While the path our breath takes, like each of us, is unique, every breath is part of the one breath, which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been, that I have been, I am, that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously. Thank you.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do this, you might focus on your feet 
and notice and feel the support of the floor underneath. You might gently rub your palms together. Begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you are ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. And this completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating this safe and sacred container of love for our service. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. Good morning, family, and welcome to our Sunday celebration, Sunday, June the 13th. My name is Ron Marshall, and I'm a licensed practitioner and proud member of Heart and Soul, and I'm delighted to be present to let you know about our opportunities for engagement here at Heart and Soul. And as always, please do make sure that you let us know where it is that you're joining us from. Uh, you can just uh, enter your location in the chat, and that way we can give a shout-out to you. Thank you. And our annual theme for 2021 is Adventures in Faith Rise Up. Our daily read for the year is Around the Year with Emmett Fox. We invite you to stay connected through uh, all of the various social media channels. We invite you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can uh, catch up with our, us on podcast at Heart Soul Center and also on YouTube at Heart and Soul Center of Light. Please take the opportunity to sign up for our recap at heartsoulcenter.org slash sign up. And there will be an opportunity to give uh, later in the service. We just wanted to let you know that you can give at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And you can also text to give at 510-500-5849. And we continue to lift up our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. And so it is. On Monday evenings, we have our Around the Year with Emmett Fox review, which starts at 6.15 and goes to 7 p.m. and with practitioner facilitation on the third Mondays. You can join via Zoom at heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday review. Or you can also dial in at 1-669-900-6833. And the meeting ID is 863-1958-2628, and the passcode is Monday. 
prayer works, everyone. Uh, join us for prayer via Zoom after the service. It takes place about 10 minutes at the conclusion of service and also on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can call in at 1-669-900-6833, and the meeting ID is 729-205-089. You can also call in your prayer request to our prayer request line at 510-607-7747. You can leave a message and a prayer facilitator will return your call within 24 hours. You can also email your prayer request into heart, excuse me, Prayer and Care at HeartSoulCenter.org. And just in case, <laughs> uh, we also have on-demand on demand prayer available for you uh, via our podcast channel. Uh, these are on-demand laser prayer on topics that touch your life, health, healing, love, relationships, money, prosperity, family, and more. And they are spoken by our amazing Heart and Soul Prayer and Care Circle. And you can... Find these prayers at heartsoulcenter.org slash podcast. And Imagining Justice has a special presentation for us coming up on Wednesday, June 16th at 6.30 p.m. It is a pre-Juneteenth virtual celebration of black history and liberation with Ricky Stevens' Black Paris Tours. Uh, our sister has done an amazing thing in bringing to us uh, the truth of our history uh, in, uh, in Paris. And there are must-see videos available on www.blackparistour.com slash videos.html. So please make sure to join us via Zoom this Wednesday at www.heartsoulcenter.org slash imaginingjustice. You can also call in. Again, the dial-in number is 1-669-900-6833. And the meeting ID is 432-392-400. And also, please be prepared to give a love offering for the virtual tour. We typically ask for, uh, that that love offering be $50. This Juneteenth, our member and sculptor, Dana King, will install 350 ancestral sculptures as a new work of radically inclusive art at the heart of San Francisco's Golden Gate Park in the music concourse. This is truly a monumental reckoning. So please join Reverend Andriette and the Heart and Soul Ensemble in supporting our member, Dana King, for this historic installation. It takes place Friday, June 18th at 5 p.m. Pacific in Golden Gate Park Musical Concourse in San Francisco. And continue on, continuing on with our Juneteenth celebration, we have a June, Juneteenth weekend symposium honoring freedom. It takes place on Friday, June 18th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central, and on June 19th, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific, and 11 a.m., excuse me, 11 a.m. to 5.30 Central. Our own Reverend Andriette speaks on June, on June 19th at 2.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 uh, p.m. Central. Uh, we'll also be featuring our Ty Stevens as a musical artist, and registration starts at $10, and you can do that at www.honoringfreedom.website. And summer school is here, everyone. Please make sure to join us. It takes place on five Wednesdays, July 28th through August 5th, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. None of us knows what might happen until the next minute, yet we still go forward. Paul Coelho.
So join me in taking a breath, family. Our vision speaks to who we are in the world. It serves as our intention, excuse me, our intention of who we are and how we operate on our planet. And this is our opportunity to speak our vision together. We are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together, we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. So join me in coming to center by taking a deep conscious breath. Just release the breath with a sigh. And just allow ourselves to enter into that space where we know and we know that we know that there truly is but one life. That life is the life of God. It is a life of love and joy and happiness, prosperity, peace, joy, all manner of limitless good. It is the life that I am living and that is living me is the life that is being lived by and that is living each and every person within and beyond the sound of my voice. How good it is to know that each and every one of us is one with one of the divine. That there's that space within us that knows absolutely who and whose we are. So in gratitude for this knowing, for this universal unity, this oneness, I speak my word this day on behalf of Heart and Soul Center of Light, our Heart and Soul community, and our global community giving thanks for that which woke us this morning and that is breathing us right here and right now, giving thanks for the manifestation of good in the form of loving relationships, perfect health, creative self-expression, joy, bliss, grace. Grateful for just how God shows up in our lives, regardless of the appearance I'm giving thanks for our practitioner core, which prays without ceasing. I'm giving thanks for our board, which goes about the business of heart and soul center of light and loving consciousness. I'm giving thanks for all of the hearts and hands that have contributed to heart and soul being what it is right here, right now. I'm giving thanks that something amazing is happening this day and every day in our hearts and in our experience. I'm giving thanks for our ministers. I'm giving thanks for our senior and founding minister, Reverend Andriette Earl. Grateful for her sacred yes and her willingness to be and do all that is required to support us in being our highest and best selves. 
Most of all, I'm grateful because there is truly so much to be grateful for. And it is with a heart filled with gratitude that I release this word into the perfect activity of love and law. I know that it is done and done well because it is done in, through, and as God. I give thanks. I allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Good morning, heart and soul. And welcome to Heart and Soul Pride Month for June 2021. I have today, as well as a couple of weeks ago, and probably ongoing for a bit, there are a few people in the room with me because Heart and Soul is doing its preparation for opening. I'm not even going to say reopening because we've never opened this space before. So we will be opening. And besides that, we are very clear that we're establishing a new normal, which means we cannot continue talking about returning to anything because whatever was, was. And what awaits us is new. And so in this newness, I want to begin by simply reminding us that our theme for this year and last year, and I think the year before even, was an adventure in faith. And anytime I think about Black History or Pride Month, it, all of it reminds me or, or puts me in the mindset of we are living an adventure in faith. And that the call particularly our theme this year, is to rise up. So in the midst of whatever it is we are experiencing, in the midst of a recollection of all that we've been through that brought us to this exact moment right here, that there's a way to perceive it. There's a way to enmesh oneself, to imbue oneself in a sense of clarity that I am on an adventure in faith and that truly there is order in the universe. I stand before you as a black woman in these United States declaring that there's order in the universe. So you know I am peeping something beyond the effect. You know that I am embracing something greater, something that I, I haven't even necessarily fully experienced myself. But what, according to Mark 9, I believe. And we know that that scripture reminds us that if you believe, when you get around to believing rather than doubting, rather than fearing, rather than questioning, in that moment that we believe, that the one who believes that anything is possible for that one. Now, for the one who right now is like, I've already done that rev and it didn't happen, I'm going to just question. I'm not going to argue with you because you get to have your own reality. But I do wonder if you fully have tested this notion of believing. I mean, so deeply that there's no other possibility, that there's nothing else that can coexist with what you are believing. No doubt, no fear, no question, no nothing other than believing. See, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, this is not a mountaintop teaching. So this is not me looking down on y'all saying, do as I do. Please don't. 
This is instead me just establishing that there's something more, and that something more is calling to each and calling for and to each and every one of us, that that is absolutely certain about us. So I want to begin by drawing from Emmett Fox. Our community has the, is doing a daily read of Around the Year with Emmett Fox, and today the focus, I love this approach. The metaphor is a good housekeeper. And what Emmett Fox says is that a good housekeeper sees to it that the creases and crevices are straight as well. So the, the dust, they're not just doing the surface stuff. This is a good housekeeper isn't sweeping it under the rug. Y'all understand the metaphor of sweeping it under the rug. It's establishing that it's there, but we just going to put it so we don't have to see it. You know, America has, has a history, and, and we're not the only ones, but this is where I live, and I am an American, so I'm going to focus on this. So we have a history of sweeping it under the rug. And so in Pride Month, I could not begin without establishing that today we're going to sweep it out. We're going to encourage us to clear out the creases and crevices, the corners and the shelves, and, and uh, give it a thorough cleaning. And the it is our minds and our hearts. It's our own. It's very easy to look outside, but this is an inside job. It's very easy to look at them and say they didn't, and they wouldn't, and it was before them, and it was a clear opportunity, but I'm going to say let's get our own house in order. Let's see what part of me, what aspect of my being is a reflection, is an actualization of the same energy. So, for example, uh, Emmett Fox offers us that if we're faced with a problem of, of health or finance, that we get to work on that, or the calling is to work on it immediately. I'm going to share with you some instances where it's taken us some decades to get clear about what happened, to acknowledge some folks that could have been, by right of consciousness, acknowledged while they were making their contribution. And I'm not going to stand before you and pretend like better late than never is a principle. Because it isn't. I'm appreciative that we have come to ourselves. But we're not going to act like that's enough. We're going to begin to change ourselves in a way so that we become what? Good housekeepers. House in, in a scripture is always uh, symbolic of mind, consciousness. So we're going to be good housekeepers. We're going to keep our, our house in order, our consciousness in order and open so that we're not packing resentment, so that we're not packing anger, so that we're not packing anything that will interfere with us being a divine con con conduit, conduit. Because however we are holding it, however the degree to which our house is in order or out of order, says everything about how we are communicating with the divine. The degree to which our ideas, 
our thoughts, our words, our beingness, the degree to which it, in scripture, it's often called pure. We kind of misunderstand that, but it's the clarity. It's the simplicity of it, isn't it? So look, there's a bit of a story that I, I want to share with you that um, I saw from uh, America's Got Talent. And there's a, a woman who uh, performs professionally as Nightbird. And she sang a song that she wrote, I'm Okay. And just before she sang the song, if you've, if you've ever watched the show, the panel of judges have a few queries about who you are and where you're from and what you're up to. And it was just, it appeared as if she was just about to sing when somebody asked about, she said the title of the song she was going to sing, I'm okay. And then there was this additional question where she then shared her story. And her story is one that she was given a 2% chance of survival. There was a moment on, I believe, a New Year's Day where she got her test results, and it showed that she had cancerous tumors on her liver and her lungs, and, you know, there were a number of spots. I'm not going to try to name it all, but, but it was, and she just wept. But in her song, I'm Okay, she's in a different place. And, and Howie Mandel, who's one of the, the, the judges, said um, something like, so you're not really okay right now then. But she said what I have on the slide for you to read. You cannot wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. And that's for all of us. Because the world is the world. And the way we perceive it is the way we perceive it. But if we're waiting for, for the laws to shift, and if we're waiting for an acceptance of, of, of lesbians and gays and transgender plus, then I'm going to say we're waiting in vain. While I believe that will happen, we may not live to see it in the way we desire it. So the mandate, if you will, will be to begin to rejoice within now. Why? Because it's an inside job. Rising up is not when everything is lowered to the least common denominator. Why? You need to rise then. You can just walk through. But the rising implies that you must rise above something. And so the call, the mandate is to rise above she says that it's so important that everyone know that I'm so much more than the bad things that have happened to me. Yeah. She says more recently that physically I'm doing well. Again, but for me, it's just like miracle after miracle after miracle. I'm trying to say it's a mindset. It really is. It's not about the effect. It's not about the diagnosis. It's not about the prognosis. It's what? What did Mark 9 say? If you believe. So it's requiring something of, 
of you to bring to the situation and the circumstance, whatever it is. She goes on to say that she had just finished up some treatments a week ago at the point that, that this interview was taken. And the doctors are anticipating that what they're doing is going to work, but they're unable to test because it's too early. But here's what she said. It'll be a few more months until we can go back in and see what's going on. But I'm expecting good news. She says, but I'm expecting good news. I really am. And then adds, I really am. If you believe. Ty Stevens wrote a song entitled, Love is in the room. And part of the, the lyric for that is, you are the gift that God imparts. See, I want you to have a sense that no matter what's going on, love is still in the room. You may not be interacting with it. You may not be singing it. You may not be seeing it. You may not be sharing it, but it's in the room. You could have a different experience. He says, lift your veil, reveal your heart. So we're not waiting for the other people. We're doing our work, unwrap the present, release the past. He says, recognize that now love will last. I offer you our brother, Ty Stevens, with love is in the room. So Love is in the room. 
God and pause. Lift up your veil, reveal your heart. Unwrap the present, release the past. Realize that now. Wall to wall, the vibe is high. We lift it up, spirits fly. Pure and simple reason why. Spirits moving all the time, dancing diamonds, sparkles shine. What's that feeling? So divine. Hey, say in your rhythm. Let yourself go. Free from your prison. Go for what you know. Yeah, love is in the room. 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 Can you feel? Can you feel it? Love is in the room. It's all around you, yeah. Love is in the room. You, you, you. You are the love. Love is hot, so don't stop. Love is hot, so don't stop. Love is hot, so don't stop. Love is hot. Love is in the room. Love is in the room, so don't stop. Love is hot, so don't stop. Love is hot. Love is in the room, 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 room. Yeah, Ty Stevens. Love is in the room. So. Look, y'all, here's my sense that if you believe <laughs> love is in the room, you behave differently. You have a different expectation. And my sense, at least in my life, is that it, there's a certain courage, there's a certain boldness that can play when I know love is in the room. Does that make sense? Am I the only one that feels that way? When you know love is in the room, you can go a little further. But what if you, see, most often that's when you peep that love is in the room, then you show out. But I'm suggesting now, and Ty is in his lyrics, that you simply decide love is in the room because it must be. Either God is all there is and God is love. Is there anybody who had, didn't learn that? particular verse, God is love, very simply. So if God is everywhere, always present, then love is in the room. So you, it's there before you get there, you bring it when you come, you left it somewhere as well, the next place you go, it's going to greet you as well. So for the one who has that understanding, that one understand, and here's the thing, because it is done unto you as you believe. First of all, you are called on to believe. If you believe, then it will all, everything is possible. But also, it is done unto you as you believe. So you have to somehow maintain that belief the entire time. Does that make sense? 
This conscious, intentional housekeeping is essential. So I want to, I'm going to ask them to put up the slide for uh, Perry Wallace. Perry Wallace broke the color line in 1968 as the first black basketball player in, South, in the Southeastern Conference history. He played for Vanderbilt in the late 60, 1960s. And he said he found that his own campus, that Vanderbilt was as inhospitable to him as a black man as road trips were to Mississippi and Alabama. Now, no offense, those of you who are tuning in there, but you understand what he's saying about just how difficult it was. So here's what happened many years later, about 30 years later, David Williams, who was the, the, um, the late African-American athletic director at Vanderbilt University, he said when he arrived there, he was shocked to find and said this, you mean to tell me that the Jackie Robinson of the SEC played here and you not waving banners and shouting from the rooftops about it? Is what William said to the Univer Vanderbilt University administrators. Just how could that be? I'm here and there's nothing that's representative that this black man was here. He was the Jackie Robinson of basketball, college basketball. And so at his urging, that changed. Love is in the room. But it's not going to meet you at the curb necessarily and say, come on in with the new idea. You're going to bring the idea and then discern that there's a listening for it. But you're going to have to bring it first. Some of y'all learn that on the block. You got to bring some to get some. And it's this idea of showing up. So today, there are two scholarships named after Wallace and an annual courage award in his name. His number 25 jersey hangs from the rafters in the memorial gymnasium and an oil portrait of him is placed prominently in an engineering building and uh, Perry Wallace Way winds its way through the Vanderbilt campus. You see what I'm saying? But somebody had to say something. Somebody had to speak up. Somebody had to have the courage to discern that love was in the room. So in the decades, he, uh, Wallace passed in 2017, but before he passed, for, for decades before, he was invited back to the campus many times to tell his story to new generations of students. To, and he ultimately received a welcoming, a listening that was more in alignment with what he deserved the kind of accolades that were appropriate, asked what it felt like to be honored by the same institution that had ignored him for so long. He said, Reco reconciliation without the truth is just acting. But when the truth is present, real change and healing can occur. There's an opportunity for us to sense that we are a part of the reconciliation that we desire. In Pride Month, there's some reconciliation possibilities. 
And not just, well, see, I'm, I'm fanning the flame this month, but I'm just like black history. I'm not confining that to February. And I'm not confining, I'm not confining pride to June. And I know in other places it's at different times, but wouldn't it be sweet if, if all over the United States and elsewhere it ended up every month somewhere so that the energetic presence of it made it real everywhere all the time. What? What? So this notion of reconciliation is up to us. Who do you think is responsible for it being on the calendar at any given time? It's the, the groundswell of public opinion. It's that the politicians realize that there's enough energy, enough votes, enough voters enough money, enough whatever it is they would count to make it worth their while. Love is in the air. We got to breathe it in, y'all. We got to breathe it in. Look, ultimately, here's the idea that Vanderbilt University ultimately decided in their reconciliation of their treatment of Wallace that they would require first-year students to read Strong Inside, which is a biography about him, two years in a row. See, they're gonna, that's putting an impression on some young minds. See, not like as extra. They didn't just put the book up and say you could, but made it required. So rather than hide from a painful era in the school's history, they're embracing it and challenging the students to have a different kind of outcome with it. Yeah? Okay. So then I have kind of, because I, I just got to tell you kind of the rest of the story in a sense, because this notion of reconciliation, often we are looking for grand gestures. Often we're looking for whole systems to be collapsed without any hearts being changed, without us having to ever speak a word. We want magic, essentially. We, don't, we haven't yet seen our part in it, that our fingerprints must be on it, that we must be involved in it in a way. So Robert Bob Warren was an American professional basketball player born in Kentucky, white guy, played forward for Vanderbilt University from 1965 to 1968. So he was a senior when he came. Uh, and then in 2006, Warren is now on his way to a speaking engagement. And he said in the cab, his mind was racing back to the 1970s before he became a preacher when he was a professional basketball player, a crew-cut farm boy passing red, white, and blue basketballs and um, sharing locker rooms for nine seasons with Afro-quaffed men from places like Tennessee State, North Carolina A&T, and Jackson State University. And he says it was in those days in hotels and buses and cabs and restaurants and flights, the many conversations with black teammates and becoming familiar with their perspective on the world that it dawned on him what hell Wallace had experienced at Vanderbilt. But you see, somebody had to say something. 
in order. There had to be a listening. There had to be an opportunity. We got work to do, y'all. I'm talking about us. I'm telling you stories that I pray will have you see yourself in them. So he ultimately says that the cab reached its destination and the basketballer turned country preacher made his way up to the fourth floor of the law school. Standing there to greet him was Professor Wallace. It was the first time these old teammates had seen each other in 38 years. Warren said, forgive me, Perry. There's so much more I could have done. So I don't know what else he said. And part of me doesn't care. Because those words are such an important part, an important part of acknowledging that love is in the room and that transformation not only can take place, but will and must. So Robert Jensen, who wrote The Dangers of White Male Supremacy, said, to not be shaken by suffering would be to abandon some of one's humanity. To ignore the fact that white guys benefit from these systems would be to abandon any humanity that remains. So it's not that we don't know how to do it. It's that we're resistant, apparently, to doing what is required of us. Because with what Robert Jensen is saying in the, the very text of his book, Dan The Dangers of White Male Supremacy, written as a white man with that awareness of the privilege and the power that has just befallen him because he, by, by right of birth, And he's going on record to say something else is required to, uh, of us. Something else is required of us. That, and so that's, that's in part why I so appreciated Warren's greeting. Among his first words were, forgive me, I could have done better. Late coming. I'm not, I'm not trying to doll it up for you. I'm not pretending that we ought to now have banners for him. But I don't want us to miss that love is in the room. Always. So look. When Reverend Jack was with us last week, and I'm so grateful. So, so grateful for the message that, that he offered. And I'm borrowing from that to simply share Bayard Rustin, who said that every indifference to prejudice is suicide. And maybe that's what Warren understood. Maybe he understood that he could not just continue to live as he had lived. That he really knew something different 
that, that there, there was an epiphany of sorts, an awareness. And so he wasn't willing to live in the sense of prejudice, whether he believed it or not, but just live in it and not speak up. Because according to Brother Rustin, he says that if I don't fight it, not talking about the masses, but if I don't stand, if I don't say something, I'm strengthening it. There's no neutral position. I'm strengthening it. And I support it returning. I give it energy. So, look, in that, that brings me, I know I took a circuitous route. But this year, the Oakland A's have renamed their annual Pride Night after Glenn Burke. And their Pride Night was on Friday, day before yesterday. So Glenn Burke was um, a Berkeley boy. And you know, I'm a Berkeley girl. And so he was at Berkeley High and was known at Berkeley High as a phenomenal baseball player. We all knew he was going on to great. But he also was a great basketball player, so he tore it up. Any way you cut it was a standout, and he became the first openly gay major league baseball player. He started with the Dodgers and then was kind of unceremoniously traded to the A's. And that unceremoniously, I'm do, I want to do just a quick little contrast here, is very much akin to Wallace's experience because once, once it became clear he was gay and when they offered him a bonus, the Dodgers offered him a bonus if he would just get married, a substantial bonus. And it said that Glenn said, to a woman? <laughs> and that was... That was the beginning of the end for him with the Dodgers and then came to the A's. If you remember with the Dodgers, he's also known for kind of creating the high five on the field. So Dusty Baker, I think, hit a home run and he ran out to greet him with the high five. And that was the beginning of that that we all know. Here's... My sense is that the Dodgers have an opportunity like Vanderbilt had. Because right now, you'd have to really search to find Glenn Burke favorably mentioned in Dodger history. And the Dodgers have a pride night or day or they, they acknowledge that but they don't mention Glenn. And he was, no, so this isn't about, this, see, it's us. <laughs> it's our own housekeeping. You need to understand this is not about, I'm using the Dodgers as an example, but we're in your house. See, the idea here is that some parts of it, like mine, which is why I'm not inviting you over after, because there's some parts that are absolutely straight and polished, but then I'm like, oh, no, you can't, you can't go there. Because we haven't sweeped out the corners. And so it is in our consciousness. You see what I'm saying? There's some stuff you're doing that's some good stuff, but the creases and the crevices, the corners, we haven't swept out the whole thing. We haven't opened the wholeness of our minds and our spirits to include the fullness of a Glenn Burke. 
You know, we want to trade on a little bit of it. We want to talk about the good parts, but we're not willing to just own the entirety of the full experience. That there were A's team, and, and the A's did offer some support, but there was a while where Glenn was homeless. And it was when he was, well, frankly, I'm trying to figure out how else to say this, but when he was dying of AIDS. And when Reverend Jack was here, he made it clear that that's not like a new thing. That for a long time, when we were looking at numbers that we can't fathom between them and this current pandemic. But you see, I've, I've said many times before, that's in our first pandemic. Because we call what we want a pandemic. You know what I mean? We, we call different things different things. But as our sister Yanla would coach us to just call a thing a thing. And so we've been through some pandemics. And we know that our gay brothers died alone, shunned. And Glenn Burke's experience was not, a portion of that was not much different. So part of what, but I want to tell you that once he left professional baseball, he kept active in, in sports for as long as he could. And after he retired from baseball, so when he was in the 1982 Gay Olympics, Somebody tell me, please, why I printed this with print so small that I am struggling right now. Um, that what we now call the, the gay games. Uh, he also played in the San Francisco Gay Softball League in, in August of 2013. And he was among the first class of inductees into the National Gay and Lesbian Sports Mall, Sports Hall of Fame. He was inducted into baseball's. the Shrine of the Eternals in 2015. I've come today to say to y'all that we have work to do. I know in the words of Donny Hathaway that we got a sack full of dreams and that there are people with hearts who care and that we all have dreams for the world. This, if anything, is a call to action to bring the dreams out of the sack and into action that we would learn to understand and see the world in love, to know that love is in the room and that it's safe for us to tell the truth and to live in and as the truth that that's Donny Hathaway's and my dream for the world. And now Ty Stevens singing Donny Hathaway, Sack Full of Dreams.
a dream for the world. And everywhere Bridges of steel and love And cities that smile Great empty faces walk by Hands try to hide all the loneliness Lighting a cigarette To blow time away Lost in the noise Lonely as the wind People on sidewalks With no place to go Can they learn to understand The world of love that I'm dreaming The world of love and I, I said I, I got a sack full of dreams, streets filled with laughter and toy balloons and people with hearts that care. Who listen for love? Wanting to sing, wanting to care, wanting to share all my dreams for the world. Can they learn? Can they learn to understand the world of love that I'm dreaming? The world of love. Can they learn? Can they learn? 
In today's world especially, it's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing. And we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life. Planting in a beautiful place like the Heart and Soul Center of Light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Hello, heart and soul family, wherever you may be in the world. I'm knowing that love is in the room. This is Reverend Angelo saying that we are that love. We are the ones who right now are emanating a healing vibration of creating a world that works for absolutely everyone. And we thank you for your generous support of that mission for Heart and Soul Center of Light. At Heart and Soul, we have lots of ways in which you can graciously give. You can sail, send a check to Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online to heartsoulcenter.org slash give. Last but not least, you can use your cell phone or smartphone to just text the word GIVE to 510-500-5849 and give that way. Whatever method you use to graciously give the heart and soul is absolutely right and perfect. And it is also important, however, that we maintain the proper consciousness in our giving blessing our good, thereby establishing an intention for the good that our gift will do in the world before we even give it. So right now, wherever you are, I invite you to take your gift in hand or otherwise just place your hand over your heart, knowing the greatest gift there could ever be is that gift of love that's beating right under your hand as we say together, 
I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is. Thank you, Reverend Angelo. Thank you, Reverend Andriette. Family, I want to take us back through our opportunities for engagement, uh, starting with a reminder to join us uh, tomorrow, Monday evening at 6.15 for our Around the Year with them at Fox Review. Uh, you can join via Zoom at heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review. You can also dial in at one 9 The meeting ID is 6, excuse me, 863-1958-2628, and the passcode is Monday. A reminder again that we've moved, and if you're considering making a gift, you can uh, give us gift cards from Target, Home, De Home Depot, or Office Depot, and you can also check out our Amazon wish list. We have a few remaining items there at heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list. And please join us in supporting Marcus Books. It's the oldest, excuse me, oldest independent black bookstore in the country, and we want it to remain so. You can shop at bookshop.org slash shop Marcus Books, and you can get your tasty, delicious Jamaican cuisine at Kingston 11, uh, kingston11eats.com. Please uh, let's support those who support us. And our youth and family village is in full effect. The Pulse, uh, our teens ages 13 to 18 meet via Zoom at 1130 Pacific on Sundays. You can email to join at the pulse at heartsoulcenter.org. Uh, and our young ones, uh, age 4 to 12, are doing meaningful, excuse me, fun and meaningful videos at heartsoulcenter.org slash watchyfv. And they are live on fourth Sundays via Zoom at 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, next uh, live joint live gathering will be on June the 27th. And you can email yfv at heartsoulcenter.org for access. We still know that prayer works. Uh, prayer rooms will be available 10 minutes after service and also available on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you can join via Zoom or phone by dialing 1669-900-683, and the meeting ID is 729-205-089. And again, you can also call in your prayer request at 510-607-7747, leave a message, and a prayer facilitator will return your call within 24 hours. And you can email your prayer request to prayerandcare at heartsoulcenter.org. And we have prayer on demand via our podcast at heartsoulcenter.org slash podcast. And these are on-demand laser prayers for topics that touch your life. So please take advantage of all of the opportunities that we are providing to get prayer. And you can also look at past points of power, five-minute uh, energizing videos with Reverend Andriette. And those can be viewed at our YouTube channel, YouTube slash C slash Heart and Soul Center of Light. And summer school, uh, please join us. And I misspoke the ending date for summer school earlier. It actually is going from June 28th to August 25th, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Pacific time.
Wow. Shout out to Reverend Angelo Allen for that summer school video. I, lo I love that promo piece. So just stay tuned because, you know, we only amp it up as we get closer to the, uh, the date itself. And just to clarify, summer school dates are July 28th five Wednesdays beginning on July 28th and going through and including August 25th. So five Wednesdays. It's a little shorter this year. We feel like people are going to want to be getting out and doing the stuff that they haven't been able to do. But we know it still is a powerful experience. And so we're still going to do it. Just compact it a little bit. Special shout out to the folks in the room here who are supporting us in... in in our preparation, in our preparation. Now, if it sounds to y'all like it sounds to me, it sounds like there are way more people here than there actually are. <laughs> but at any rate, regardless of the number of folks, I am grateful for the input because it's impossible for us, those of us who have been doing, the 10 of us who have been doing this for over a year, you know, I feel like we're very likely to have a bit of tunnel vision and we cannot see what we cannot see. And so it's very helpful to have some new eyes on it, some new ears, some new hearts in it who are committed to the heart and soul vision and supporting us in executing it. So I'm really grateful for the folks in the room and, of course, the virtual service teams, those who are online. Our team, Octopi, who are doing it all, greeting you and making it happen, that's going to continue to remain in place even when we are gathering on site. And so um, all of the folks who help make this possible, the hospitality team who supports us in all of this, and a special, special shout out to Ty Stevens, who just who was in co-ministry with me today. So I am grateful for that and grateful to those of you who are tuning in because I want you to know it would not be the same without you. I don't get to see you, but I get to feel it because I can see that you're in the chat and doing. So I just want to acknowledge that there are folks from all over the Bay Area <clears throat> certainly including local to Oakland, but as far out as Pittsburgh and certainly Daly City and Capitola and Clovis and Los Angeles and Union City and Fresno and Pinole. That's an interesting little order right there. But also beyond California, and that's what really, it all excites me, but I'm always thrilled when I realize that people are tuning in from other states who maybe have never been to Heart and Soul in person and may never get to Heart and Soul in person, but there still is a space for them. So I want you to know I'm feeling that you're here and grateful that you're tuning in. Those of you in Atlanta, Georgia, and Aurora, Colorado, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Boston, Massachusetts, and Detroit. Detroit, oh, those are my people in Detroit, Jackson, Mississippi, Las Vegas, and Maui, and also somebody is joining us from Kauai as well, and Spartanburg, South Carolina, St. Louis, Missouri, Tucson, Arizona, and Waterford, Connecticut, uh, Portland, Oregon as well, and so I am just totally grateful that you are with us. I want to remind you of a few things that are coming up. And all of these are around Juneteenth. You know next Saturday is June 19th, and that is officially 
what's considered Juneteenth. Don't have time to teach about that right now. Just know. In fact, look it up. Let me give you all a little assignment. Look up Juneteenth if you don't have an awareness born out of Galveston, Texas, and continuing today. Um, and so here's how Heart and Soul is celebrating and inviting you to celebrate and be a part of that. Imagining Justice has, you know, they're on hiatus, but they are hosting a special presentation and it's Ricky Stevenson's Black Paris Tours. There's some must-see historic videos that we're giving you a link. She's encouraging you to come to the session with this particular awareness. And we will be gathering on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday at 6.30 for us to take us, for her to take us on a virtual Black Paris Tours. Ah! It is phenomenal. I've done them in Paris a few times, and I've done her virtual, as has uh, much of the leadership team has also experienced it, and it's out of our experience that we're offering it to you. So look, it's being offered on a love offering basis, but you need to know that typically it's $50 a person. So I'm not setting a price for you. I'm just setting a context for you. And so I'm going to ask you to give and give generously because we certainly want to compensate um, Ricky Stevenson on a love offering basis. So again, if you have a moment, take a look at the videos beforehand, but please do join us and bring your little pocketbook with you. It's going to be virtual and you'll have an opportunity to give during the experience. Also, member Dana King, many of us have kind of pigeonholed her to broadcast journalism. Mm, there's a whole other aspect and expansion of Dana King as a sculptor. So on Friday, the 18th of June, she will install 350 ancestral sculptures, these are new works that have not yet been seen that are radically inclusive art in the heart of San Francisco's Golden Gate Park on the music concourse. And I'll be doing a prayer, our Heart and Soul Ensemble, and some of the choir members will also be a part of a larger choral experience um, that will be part of this. So again, it's Friday, June 18th at 5 p.m. Golden Gate Park Music Concourse at San Francisco. So this is kind of a be there, be square opportunity. Then on, well, actually on Friday and Saturday, th there's a Juneteenth weekend symposium honoring freedom. And it's really born out of this conglomeration of um, Centers for Spiritual Living folks that involves other new thought organizations as well. So it's on Friday evening from 5 to 8. It's virtual. San Francisco, Golden Gate Park obviously is in person. This is a virtual opportunity uh, from 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Then on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3.30 I am, I think, the closing speaker for that on Saturday. But you must register. Registration begins at $10 and I think goes as high as $99. $99 would get you access to the recording and all. Of, there is also some bonus uh, options that are available with it as well. So just go to the site, which is honoringfreedom.website. 
remember that because I know we tend to, I did it, automatically went to something else, did not work. You must go to honoringfreedom.org website and there you'll find all of the information required so that you can um, register and then be a part of the experience and I hope I really pray that you will be a part of all of it or as much of it as you can to play with us over the Juneteenth weekend and I also pray that you will do a little research on your own if you're not familiar with Juneteenth, that you will become familiar. <sighs> and with that, I just remind you, as we, as, we, as we center ourselves and still ourselves, that I just take this moment to remind me, actually, to remind me and allow you to eavesdrop that it is done unto us all of us, each and every one of us, as we believe. And I'm reminding myself that Mark 9 reminds me that if I believe, if I will just believe, if I will just let go of doubt and fear and questions, if I can just root myself in believing the truth, that love is in the room, that God is and that God is all there is, if I just root myself in knowing that there is one life and knowing that that life is the living one, that it's the strong one, that right where I am right now, the whole perfect and complete nature of, of the divine is, that the I am presence is vibrating as me, that there's not a spot truly where God is not, that it is within, around, and through my experience, every millisecond of my life experience, covered, surrounded, enfolded, top to bottom, side to side, in and throughout, God, the living one, the strong one, the I am presence. So right now, I'm literally vibrating in that divine energetic, in that energy, in that awareness. You see, there's no way for me to stay where I've been before. And I know I may be there again, but right now, I am in the divine vibration of the all in all. <laughs> I'm believing that love is in the room. I'm believing that I'm surrounded and enfolded by the divine. That I am breathing the breath of the divine, the living one, the strong one, and that that breath is breathing me. And that I'm living the life of the living one, the strong one, and the living one, the strong one, the divine, the I am presence is living me even as I am living the I am presence. That if someone pulled out a magnifying glass right now, they could not see where I begin and end and where the divine is because it, there is but one. And in this consciousness, in this awareness of oneness, all life collapsed to the infinite possibility of good. The infinite certainty of love is a healing energetic. And that this is not true because I'm special. This is not true because I'm ordained. This is true because it's true. 
This is my experience because I'm willing to claim it, because I'm willing to know, because I'm willing to believe. To believe and know that right here and now, it's all done. And done well. That there's nothing for me to save, nothing for me, nothing that, other than to declare the truth. And the truth declared is transformative. Transformative of my mind. My awareness. What I'll see when I open my eyes. What I'll perceive when I open my heart. What I'll know. When I ground myself in this truth. Oh, I just give thanks. revelation I give thanks as Ty saying for the veil being lifted I give thanks that I see more clearly than I ever have before I give thanks for knowing right now the whole perfect and complete nature of the divine unfolding expressing manifesting demonstrating as my life, as all life. I just let it be. Oh, I'm worn out from fighting. I'm worn out from resisting. I'm worn out from doubting. I'm worn out from being in fear and anger and obsessed by appearances. And so I lay it all down right now, releasing it. Letting it be, trusting, knowing, believing, allowing. And I just seal it. I seal it with my word. That all is well. And so I simply say, Amen. Ashe. And so it is. And remind myself that love matters. <laughs>